Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, May 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Real estate company Vinebrook Homes is snapping up single-family rental units around the Midwest at a rapid pace. Vinebrook is the largest residential property owner in St. Louis. A Midwest newsroom investigation finds a pattern to the company's purchases. When you're targeting black and brown neighborhoods, we already have this incredible wealth gap in our country. Um, The very people that really need the opportunity to start to build wealth are being blocked out. We'll have that story in just a few minutes. More than two-thirds of St. Louis area children gunshot victims are hit outside and by an unknown shooter. That is one conclusion from three years of medical data at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Dr. Mary Beth Bernardin is the study's lead researcher. She says the information shows a need to better understand the nature of gun violence against children and where it occurs. There needs to be a balance also and a focus on these communities and an investment in these communities that are so heavily affected by gun violence. Bernardin was a guest on St. Louis on the Air. She says fewer than 15 percent of the children were victims of intentional assaults. Another round of testing by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers suggests Jana Elementary is safe from radioactivity. The Corps says the report builds on results from earlier studies and confirms there are no areas of contamination concerns at the school. Another report is expected early next month. The Hazelwood School District has closed Jana Elementary and spread students among five other schools. That came after testing results from a private contractor found high radiation levels on the property. There is a renewed effort to legalize sports betting in Missouri. Legislators have added it to a taxation bill which passed the House yesterday. The Missouri Independent reports the package includes a 15 percent tax on net casino revenue from betting. The measure could face a tough road in the Senate. Senator Denny Hoskins says he has concerns with changes by members of the House. He adds more negotiation is needed before it can come up for another Senate vote. Sports wagering has previously stalled in that chamber because many members also want to legalize video lottery games at truck stops. Hundreds of Asian and Pacific Islander Americans are calling for Illinois state agencies to offer more language interpreters. There is a proposal in Springfield to create a language access and equity division in the governor's office. Anushka Gupta is with Asian Americans Advancing Justice in Chicago. We saw during the pandemic how many immigrant communities and Asian American communities face barriers to accessing public services. um, And that burden really fell on community-based organizations. The bill has cleared the House and is now in the Senate. Speaking of the Senate in Illinois, a panel in that chamber has approved a proposal requiring the state to track stolen SNAP benefits. Members are pushing for $5 million in the state budget to replace stolen funds. Around 2 million Illinois residents receive SNAP benefits to buy food. Thieves throughout the U.S. have been stealing those benefits. This proposal still needs approval from the full Illinois Senate. A St. Louis native who was the first black singer to perform at a prominent German festival has died. Acclaimed opera singer Grace Bumbry was 86. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. Bumbry grew up in the Ville neighborhood of St. Louis and attended Sumner High School. 
She won a scholarship to the then St. Louis Institute of Music, but was prevented from attending classes because she was black. She tore down racial barriers and got her big break at 23, performing in Giuseppe Verdi's Aida at the Paris Opera House. Bumbry received Kennedy Center honors in 2009 and later taught classes at the Opera Theater of St. Louis. Timothy O'Leary is the opera's former director. She was committed to making a difference, and the way she did it was through this handing down of her own wisdom and experience to the young people of today. Bumbry died in Vienna, Austria. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Vinebrook Homes has purchased at least 2,400 properties in St. Louis and thousands more throughout the Midwest since 2009. Tenant complaints are stacking up, and at least one city is suing Vinebrook. The Midwest Newsroom's Kayvon Mansouri investigates. Carolyn Burton remembers the first time she visited her two-bedroom rental home in North St. Louis County in 2020. It was beautiful. I mean, you know, the basement was freshly painted with a fresh coat of great, you know, concrete paint. Uh, it's, it's like it was so nice to you think, oh, man, this is, you know, a nice house. This is really together. But problems with the house began almost immediately after she and her former partner moved in. The rain or if you go to take a shower, anything like that, the water would stand uh, either to go in the toilet and then back up out the toilet on the floor and then it would turn around and back back up in the tub. And I had never, you know, I had never seen it do like that. It was totally weird. Pipes leaked into the home's basement, coating everything with raw sewage. Conditions continued to worsen. Electrical outlets would hiss and smoke. Vents expelled hot air in the summer and cold air in the winter. Burton says she notified landlord Vinebrook Homes for months with no answers or fixes. And when workers finally did come, they couldn't fix the problems or were sent for unrequested repairs. The company later evicted Burton after she fell behind on rent. She says her monthly rental payment rose with a variety of fees tacked on by Vinebrook. I felt totally helpless, just totally drained, just totally scared. Ohio-based Vinebrook Homes is bankrolled by individual investors. The company owns more than 27,000 properties across the country, including in St. Louis, Kansas City, and Omaha. Nearly 4,000 Vinebrook single-family homes can be found just within those three cities. Current and former Vinebrook tenants in the St. Louis area tell similar stories to Burton's. Indeed, court filings and Better Business Bureau complaints paint a picture of aggressive rent collections, slow maintenance on properties, and threats of eviction. Vinebrook declined an interview request, but in a statement to the Midwest Newsroom, said it strives to provide single-family homes to meet growing demand from renters, adding its homes are safe and affordable and help, quote, breathe new life into properties and neighborhoods. Elsewhere, accusations from tenants landed Vinebrook in court. In early 2023, the city of Cincinnati sued Vinebrook, accusing the company of violating the Ohio Landlord-Tenant Act and the city's municipal codes. We've got runners paying too much, subject to eviction, in in what I would call substandard property. And then what they've done is taken a, a house off the market for a new homeowner. That's Laura Brunner, the CEO of the Port of Greater Cincinnati's Development Authority. She says Vinebrook tenants in Cincinnati complain of the same rent, eviction, and maintenance issues that St. Louis tenants are dealing with. She says an even more frustrating part of Vinebrook's business is its trend of buying homes in low-income, non-white neighborhoods. When you are targeting black and brown neighborhoods, we already have this incredible wealth gap in our country. Um, The very people that really need the opportunity to start to build wealth are being blocked out. 
The vast majority of properties owned by Vinebrook Homes in St. Louis are in North County neighborhoods. The census tracts there are predominantly non-white and have a median household income of about $60,000 or less. Unlike in Cincinnati, Vinebrook has yet to run afoul of area leaders. A spokesperson for St. Louis County said in an email that complaints about Vinebrook were basic or run-of-the-mill in nature and are handled according to its usual practices. However, groups like Legal Services of Eastern Missouri that provide free legal help to low-income tenants facing evictions and rent issues say they've received several complaints from Vinebrook tenants. A bigger problem, the group notes, is that Vinebrook is one of several out-of-state groups running similar businesses in the region. Former Vinebrook tenant Carolyn Burton countersued the company after her eviction, but lost. She says she feels like the legal system protected Vinebrook Homes from accountability. They broke the lease with me too. They said they promised me a clean, safe, sanitized place. I did not have that. Burton is just one of many Vinebrook tenants the company has taken to court. Since 2019, when Vinebrook arrived in St. Louis, the company has filed more than 800 legal actions against its tenants in Missouri. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Kayvon Mansouri. Daniel Wheaton provided data analysis for the story. We have more about Vinebrook at stlpr.org. The Midwest Newsroom is an investigative journalism collaboration among St. Louis Public Radio, KCUR in Kansas City, Iowa Public Radio, Nebraska Public Media, and NPR. Ashley Lissenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.